yo 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 party people Ew. that sounded like the beginning of a 2000s party and that was not enjoyable and i'm really sorry and it felt right in the moment but i understand it was a you know bad decision on my part that's on me welcome back to the last pair podcast it's me lily talking to myself in my dorm room do you ever wonder like who's out the door right now like who's in the hallway right now as i'm talking to myself as i'm saying what did i say yo 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 party people like who heard that let me know speak now or forever hold your peace Hmm, nobody answered So I guess nobody heard me, but that's probably a good thing. As I said, welcome back. I don't know where my brain is. It's not present, but I'm going to get her back. She's she's coming around the mountain. What am I saying? I'm just going to keep going, okay? I'm glad to see all of you again, even though that's just a lie because I'm not seeing you. But I'm happy you're listening again because that makes me happy. Um, it's great. I like, you know, talking to you and this is fun. We're having a good time. So today we're going to talk about something, you know, that's not as fun as maybe things could be. And that's, you know, periods in the U.S. and the lack of menstrual products in U.S. women's shelters. Yeah, it's a downer, but this is reality, folks. It's unfortunate, but here we are. So I think that, you know, period poverty and period poverty is like an umbrella term kind of for different inequities related to periods um, on like a global level and because it affects every country including the united states so it's not like we're immune to menstrual inequality or period poverty you know um but i think that in the united states if you are more you know if you're able to afford the products you need you don't really think about it as an issue you don't think like oh there are are people who are having to really go through a lot of hoops to get the things they need to take care of themselves during their period. I mean, I know I didn't really think about it until like freshman year when I had to write a speech for a speech competition and I decided to write about um, breaking the stigma around women's health, like talking about it. And part of that was periods and I read a lot about how hard it was for so many people in the United States to get the products they need and how little these products were being donated to women's shelters. I mean, it was, you know, it is so sad to think about because periods are hard enough, you know, and adding on the fact that now you can't take care of it because it's too expensive like that just sucks and we should change that 
Um, so in the United States, like I said, we're not immune to this period poverty. Um, a lot of the people who struggle specifically from this period poverty are students, low-income and homeless women, transgender and non-binary individuals, and people who are imprisoned. Um, they all struggle with this period poverty and not being able to get the supplies they need. Because, you know, if you think about it, like a price of a box of tampons or pads or panty liners, whatever, is like a hefty amount of money, especially if you have to prioritize that money to other things. Like it's a lot and it shouldn't be that much. But right now in the United States, 35 states out of 50, mind you, tax period products as luxury items. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. Um, I don't know about you, but personally, I am on my period right now. And I would just like to propose that maybe, you know, maybe it's not as luxurious as, as once believed because, you know, with the blood coming out of me and the anger I felt this morning when I had to wake up, the cramps that I felt rolling out of bed, the the just the sadness and the tears I cried in the shower for, you know, just hormones reasons. Like that's not in my eyes at least a luxury, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> Let me know. But I feel like I feel like it's not a luxury and should not be taxed as a luxury item. I mean, you know, groceries, medication, these are considered like necessities, obviously, because they are and are tax exempt in most states and period products should be too, because it's not like we can say, not today, not today, blood, you are going to not come out of me. You know, we can't do that. I'm not that powerful. I know you probably thought I was, but I'm not. So I can't do that. And neither can most menstruating people. So like these things are necessities. It should not be taxed as freaking luxury items. It makes me so mad. It's okay. I'm gonna calm down. Everything's under control. Whew. Okay. So a huge part of this is also that like, I think a part we don't think about, again, is that, like, because people cannot get these products, because young menstruating people cannot get these products, so many of them have to miss school during, during their period. And to update you, periods happen generally once a month for around seven days, let's say. You know, whatever. It really depends on your flow. That's a freaking lot of school to miss. I consider that a public health crisis. I mean, if menstruating people are missing that much school or any school for that matter, because they cannot get these menstrual products they need, that's an issue that we should honestly dedicate more time to and focus on because, it's so stupid. Like, it's so stupid. Because uh, that education is so important, but so is 
feeling comfortable in your body and not bleeding through your pants and feeling embarrassed or getting an infection because you had to use an old cloth to catch the period blood or something. Like those are important too. And kids shouldn't have to choose between those. They should get to go to school and feel secure about their period that month. Because again, without these sanitary products, we know pads, tampons, cups, whatever, some people have to resort to way less, you know, sanitary ideas like rags, paper towels, toilet paper, stuff like that, which, I mean, is what they have to do because something has to catch the blood, obviously, otherwise it's going to leak, but it's not the healthiest option and it shouldn't have to be their option. They should be able to get the products that they need, especially if it is affecting their education, their ability to go to school or go to work or whatever it is. And we should definitely be prioritizing that way more than we are right now because you just, you don't hear about it, right? Like, you don't hear about it a lot. It's definitely an issue, but it's not an issue that we really dedicate time to, which is sad. But I think it's almost because we've just become so accustomed to it that it's just not even a problem in our eyes anymore. And that's a big problem because... Nobody should have to sacrifice school or work, their income, or anything like that because they cannot afford these necessary products. That's insane. That's just, ugh. I'm just going to be so angry during this whole thing. That's unfortunate. It's fine. You guys are probably angry too, right? I'm feeling the anger. Okay, so let's look at it. So we're saying it's a necessity, right? Obviously. You know, it's like food. You need food. (laughs) Yes, good job. Water. You need water. Yes, good job. And there are plenty of soup kitchens to help out with that, right? Um, Definitely, there can always be more help for those things, but it's, you know... There's a base there, but for personal items like sanitary napkins, soap, deodorant, tampons, you know, different hygiene products, that's not as easy for people to, you know, get their hands on because it's not seen as that sort of necessity and it's not prioritized. And to make this all worse, you know, Menstruating people can't buy menstrual, you know, products with public benefits like food stamps. Um, they, they can't. It's not included in flexible or health spending account al- allowances. Um, and they're not covered by health insurance or Medicare. So really, <laughs> menstruating people, you're screwed. Um, surprise! So really, the only financial assistance we can look for is in the form of taxes, 
And, you know, after all, every state does have the ability to pick and choose products that they want to make more affordable by exempting those um, products from sales taxes. It's just enough are not doing that with tampons. Because, I don't know, we suck? (laughs) I don't know. I'm looking into that. I'll let you know when I get back on why we are the way we are. (laughs) Good times. Really good times. Moving on. Let's, okay, so obviously I'm sure you've noticed there is a global pandemic occurring currently. Um, It's, it's rough. (laughs) It's rough. But... I think it's also affecting us negatively in ways we didn't even think about before. Because if you look at the COVID-19 health crisis and how it has made poverty worse, then you can convert that to period poverty. And you're just like, damn, (laughs) okay. Now it's even just, it's just you're adding on to the badness. Was that necessary? No, but it's happening. So, you know, during this pandemic, period poverty has gotten worse. No surprise there. People are losing their jobs. Um, You know, for a long time, store shelves were emptied with basic supplies because, you know, people were freaking out. (laughs) It's a pandemic. Scary stuff. But that added a lot of additional challenges to people who are already struggling with getting the products they needed. And it's just like that hasn't been addressed yet for the most part because we don't think about how the pandemic would have affected that. But it did because of all the negative impacts it had, you know, loss of income, potential homelessness, lack of access to basic care. Obviously, getting menstrual products are going to be, it's going to be harder because everything else is harder too. And people who maybe, you know, the way they got these products were through schools or public facilities before the pandemic lost that support for a while because schools and other, you know, corporations, facilities closed for a while. So there was a huge chunk where if that was how they were getting their products, they weren't able to get those products. And that is unacceptable because it's not like they can just say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna hold on the whole menstruating thing for however many months when this pandemic thing just figures itself out. It's just, I'm just gonna hold off on that one. Like, no, we can't do that. Again, as I've mentioned previously, we can't do that. So, I don't know. Obviously, people are still struggling with period poverty during the pandemic because it's still happening. Um, So, I think we should definitely start looking into that (laughs) Um, as a team. Let's go. Moving on. Just... Away from the pandemic and back to just, you know, the people who are not able to get these products, right? They'll go to women's shelters or 
different places where you should be able to get these supplies because that would make sense to be able to get supplies where you're looking for support. However, a lot of people are too embarrassed and feel weird about donating like period products to women's shelters because of the stigma that surrounds them. So period products are some of the least, you know, donated items to these shelters, which is just, oh, because those are the products, those are the products that most of those shelters need the most. And those are the products that they are not getting. So your embarrassment, the giggles you feel when you hear menstruation, the shame, the dirty, you know, whatever, is affecting women, menstruating people, getting the products they need just because we can't handle it, you know? Like, we could choose to donate that, but for so many people, they're embarrassed to, which is so silly because you are putting other humans at risk in a way for something so stupid and I don't know exactly how to fix that I guess it's dependent a lot on getting more comfortable with periods but also I think it has to be solved before people are completely comfortable with periods because we've been trying for years to break that stigma And I'm sure it's going to happen one day, or it's at least going to be very close to being, you know, really good. But we're not going to get there right now, and people need these products now. So really, I think what we need to focus on is, yes, keep working on breaking that stigma, but also just reminding people that, fine feel uncomfortable, feel icky about periods, feel embarrassed, whatever, but suck it up and donate the items that these shelters actually need. Because if you're able to, and that's what they need, that's what you should be focusing on. Just suck it up and do it. I don't care if you're embarrassed because that's just not important in this equation right now. And really, I think that's the only way we can go about solving that issue right now is just taking it in those tiny steps. No matter how almost disappointing those steps seem, it's just you need to prioritize the people and actually getting them the things that they need. Yeah. I mean, another thing is that You know, with poverty in the United States, a lot of the times people have to like pick and choose where they are going to put their money from or just their energy to working towards. And if you ask, let's say, a mother to choose between buying food for her children or getting herself sanitary napkins she needs... That's kind of a very hard situation you're putting her in. And it's a situation that nobody should ever have to experience because that shouldn't be 
even a choice because it's just it's demeaning it's heartbreaking that that is a decision people have to make and your needs shouldn't need deciding you know the world government humans all that we should be able to we should try to help each other out so that those decisions don't have to be so hard that you know sanitary napkins aren't as hard to get so that's one last thing to worry about or there are easy ways to get them for free they're at women's shelters they are accessible to lower income families then that is like one less thing that people have to worry about when looking at their priorities in just their day-to-day lives and i think that that will also help the process but again like that's a hard goal that's asking a lot of people but maybe i have too much faith in people but i think we can move towards it and i think we are moving towards being able to help each other more and wanting to there's definitely though still a lot of work that has to be done um moving to our next point is you know these the policies that should be helping people get the products they need um you know you look towards the government to help people in situations like this especially when it's like a public health crisis um and a lot of times not just in periods those needs are just overlooked for other things they deem more important and it makes you wonder you know who really is deciding what's important here right because it's not like getting these products isn't important it's just people are saying that it's not the priority because policymakers for decades were very silent about the issue of period poverty and finally that started to shift um to making policies that made getting menstrual products more accessible um and this happened in a few different ways you know in recent years um a number of states i think six states have mandated that period products be provided in schools and a number of states 12 or 13 have mandated that they be provided in jails and then in 2017 that's a long time to like wait to figure this one out but it's <laughs> at least we got there the US Department of Justice agreed to finally providing every woman incarcerated in a federal prison with menstrual products free of charge that took a long time but at least you know it was eventually taken care of i guess if you're looking for a positive there we got there i guess <laughs> so that's that's nice um but yeah so lawmakers are working towards it they're trying 
but there's only so much they can do if other people who are also making laws aren't agreeing with them or saying, you know, oh, you know, that's a woman, that's a women's issue. Why would we, you know, work towards fixing it when we could be solving issues for more people? Well, first of all, it is not solely a woman's issue because, as I've mentioned before, you know, more people menstruate than that. And then, second of all, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's an issue for everyone because everyone knows someone who menstruates and prioritizing or trying to get laws that make it easier to get these products isn't an issue that's just for them. And it's not sexist, I've heard people say. Um, they've said, you know, whatever. It's providing necessities to people who need them and deserve them and should be able to get them and it shouldn't be so freaking hard for them to get these very necessary products. I mean, really, you know, it's a human's right issue um, that people should not be having to deal with in 2021 but we are still having to deal with it and it is an issue period poverty is very real in the united states and i think the best thing we can do on our level is to just make sure our voices are heard um continue to spread the word for breaking the stigma around periods in the hopes that people feel more inclined to donate items that women's shelters need to get people the products they need for menstruating in the hopes that lawmakers make more advances towards ending period poverty and really focusing on the importance of these items and how it is everyone's issue and how it is a human human rights issue, really. And in the hopes that You know, people don't have to choose between taking care of their menstrual health and taking care of their family's need for food that week. Like that shouldn't, that shouldn't be a thing that they have to choose between. They should be able to get both. Also, we can help by donating those items to shelters or doing drives to get more items towards shelters. And yeah, I mean, at my school, in high school, we donated, we got the whole school to donate a ton of period products to this women's shelter and they were so thankful and it was so amazing to see how happy they were to get all these products. And I'm just like, ugh. That just shows how needed these products are and how vital they are to so many people's existence and just that it is not, it's not hard to, you know, donate a couple of boxes if you are able to. Embarrassment shouldn't be a part of that. Even if somebody is embarrassed, they just need to get over it and help 
a fellow human out. So yeah, this was kind of a sadder episode, but that's sometimes just the reality of things, you know. Period poverty is sad. It's sad. And it's something we need to talk more about so we can actually start to fix it. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Make sure to tune in next week. Tell your friends. And yeah, bye.